Hey, what do you do when you get sucked into a Warner Brothers server? Your only choice is to make a list of the best basketball players of all time and make sure you list Trinity from the Matrix as number three. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy for 30, a podcast where comedian Tim Keck and I talk about nerdy things that we've seen lately. I'm Kevin Bauer, and today we are talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Tim, how how do you like it, man? Boy, this was an embarrassment to the Space Jam legacy, a new legacy, more like a new pile of shit to place on top of old Space Jam. I mean, I I watched I hadn't seen the first Space Jam in a while. I watched this Space Jam and then to cleanse the palate, I watched the original Space Jam and I had a great time watching the original Space Jam. And this movie is just it's not fun. It's there's there's fun things in it, but overall it is the goal is not to have fun in this movie. I think the goal of this movie is to cement LeBron James legacy as the greatest player of all time, specifically through promotion that I think was written by LeBron James. Characters in this movie talk about LeBron James in an awkwardly reverential way. That was going to be my when did you know? When did you know LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time? When he told you or when other people in this movie told you or when they showed you or when it's like it's it's constant. Someone every 15 minutes, somebody reminds you that LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players of all time and you don't need it. You you do not need it in this movie. One of my takeaways watching the original, which I think everyone's going to compare it to. I don't think you need to watch the original to enjoy this movie. But if you, also, if you haven't seen the original, did you not have a childhood? Were you under a fucking rock? Like, grow the fuck up and watch Space Jam. It's awesome. It's so good. Michael Jordan in that movie doesn't need to remind anybody that he's Michael Jordan because he's Michael Jordan. He's in a movie with the Looney Tunes. He's a star. The premise of that movie is the tunes are in trouble. We need the greatest basketball player ever. We bring in Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is getting like picked on. He's getting tackled by a dog. I mean, he's the whole bits about how bad he is at baseball. <laughs> like he's fucking playing golf for a lot. He's of getting movie. made fun of the whole time. Like he is just he's just there to have a good time. And the fact that he is in this movie is a high status move. Yes. Yes. The fact that he is needed to save the tunes is a high status move. Whereas LeBron, he's not high status in this movie. He has no high status. He has. He needs the tunes. The tunes don't need him. He needs the tunes. He needs his son. All of the conflict in this movie is generated by LeBron James. All of the negativity in the movie is, you know, generated by LeBron James. The plot is driven by LeBron James, basically needing to not be an asshole anymore. Like, it's not fun. The first one is Michael Jordan gets to help out the Looney Tunes. He gets to save the day. And in this one, it's the LeBron James show. And it's not fun. It's not as fun as you know, the original is because of it. Dude, I think. It's, it's fucking weird. The amount that they call him King in this movie. And I know King James, it's his nickname. It's a thing, but the extent to which they call him King and seem to kind of treat him like a King. And then they're calling his son a prince. It's taking the nickname thing way too far. It's taking it into a really, really weird zone. It feels super fucking uncomfortable. And the entire thing, if you are in a high school, right? Think back to when you're in high school. Think back to all the people you knew 
that were trying to convince you that they were wild and crazy by literally saying, "Woo, I'm crazy. Those people just make me cringe so fucking hard. And that's exactly what was happening in this movie with LeBron convincing us that he's one of the greatest of all time at basketball. I think the difference between good acting and great act, good, good acting versus bad acting versus great acting. Good acting is just being able to deliver a line and make it seem like you're not reading a script. LeBron James is by definition, not a good actor. He is. (laughs) He has memorized everything he's going to do. Nothing feels natural. And sorry, Michael Jordan's a better actor than him. Michael Jordan just oozes confidence and he knows he's the best. And this is something that LeBron James doesn't have. He just doesn't have this confident quality. And it kind of jives with what I've heard about him in real life, where he's very controlling of his image. Like PR comes first. He's got his crew and everything is filtered through the crew. Like the LeBron James that we see and know as a persona is heavily manufactured and heavily manipulated by his like PR team and by LeBron himself. This is a this movie was like a PR promotion for LeBron. It's not him having fun in the movie with the Looney Tunes. It's him pushing his own agenda to try and convince us that he's a good basketball player. It's so fucking weird. It's clear that he thinks he threw the audience off the scent by throwing in a couple of quote unquote jokes at his own expense. There's the moment where Don Cheadle says, Oh, what's your dad going to do? Leave. Seems like that's all he's good at. He left Cleveland. He left Miami. He left Cleveland again. Watch out Los Angeles. And it's like, What that that just reeks of something where it's like a really safe joke at his expense instead of something that's really at his expense, like the receding hairline or something like that. Yeah. And he looks cool the whole time. And just I don't know. I don't know. He's not having fun. This isn't just a movie where LeBron James shows up and has a good time. This is like LeBron leading the movie. He's a drama actor in this. He has to, like, be upset with his son. You know, it's. I'm going to try and stop comparing it to the first Space Jam. The first Space Jam is such a good time. And there's so much of the movie that Michael Jordan and the tunes aren't in. There's a whole thing with like Charles Barkley and the guys are trying to figure out how they get their powers back. And Charles Barkley's Mm -hmm. in a church making jokes about him dating Madonna and stuff like that, like praying for his talent back. And there's just there's a Newman just like digging a hole in a golf course trying to get Michael Jordan back. There's like just Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan hanging out with Larry Bird like golfing. There's like Bill, Bill Murray, just like goofing off and like talking about how he deserves to play in the NBA. There's so many just like fun bit. It feels like just a good hangout. And this is all about LeBron. Some like a big takeaway for me too, just visually looking at the posters for this move, these movies, the first space jam movie, Google the poster. If you're listening to this podcast, Michael Jordan is to the side, like holding a hoop or like the tunes logo and all of the tunes are like in the center of the poster and Michael Jordan like is on the right. So like you're panning across all the tunes and your eye rests on Michael Jordan, all of the Looney tune, all of like the space jam two posters, LeBron James in the middle, the tunes around him. And it's just like a perfect visual representation of these movies. One of them is Michael Jordan just coming and having a good time. And this is LeBron James driving everything, not being fun. Crazy. Even like the morals of these movies, right? If you're looking at the first one, the message is, you know, greatness has been inside you this whole time, right? Like Michael Jordan, your little kid, you can be great if you want to. Like it's in you to be great. The tunes, Mm. they drink Mike's special stuff. 
they think it's like steroids or something to help them improve. It turns out it was just water. Guys, the greatness has been in you this whole time. The moral of this movie is LeBron James sucks and (laughs) he doesn't want you to have fun. He doesn't respect you. And the lesson that LeBron James learns in this movie is I am LeBron James. I am one of the greatest athletes ever. Nobody else will ever be as good as me. So I have to let them settle for being like as good as they can do. That's the moral of the story. And literally the second half of the game is LeBron James coming out saying, come on, guys, let's have fun. It's loony time. Let's get loony with it. And it's like, dude, you fucking suck so hard. I've lost. God, this is oh, so lame. Oh, man. LeBron James sucks in this movie. It sucks. Yeah. It's not fun. I didn't want him to, but he he definitely did. Yeah. I got a question for you, Tim. When did you know that those weren't LeBron's actual kids? <laughs> right away. Right when they at right when they outacted him, I was like, okay, this isn't <laughs> these are his <laughs> The original had actors too. I mean, that's the move is to surround you surround LeBron with better actors. But the downside of it is that LeBron's the bad guy in this. LeBron is the bad guy of this movie. He's the one who has like the hero's journey of like, I'm a piece of shit and I come out the other end as a good guy. And you don't need to do that. You can make a movie that's about the Looney Tunes that LeBron James just gets to show up and be like the coolest guy in the world. in, And he comes across as such a lame, insecure guy. He comes across as an insecure guy in this to me. That's my take. Absolutely. Everything's about his fame. The, the villain's plot in this is to combine his technology literally with LeBron James's fame. Like if I get a guy this famous to endorse my product, I'll be able to take over the world. Like the, how is that compelling? It's there's nothing there. There's nothing. Oh, it's so the only thing it serves to do is remind us of how much fame LeBron James has. And it's just it's trying to sell us on the idea that, oh, wow. Yeah. LeBron James. He is a tastemaker. He is an influencer. And like, what, what does he do in this? He, the game, the basketball game, it's like, does this save the tunes? No, it's not to save the tunes. It's to like, is it to save the NBA? I don't know what it's to say. It's to save LeBron. And then these other people are being held for ransom, but he's trying to, he has to play the game against his son. So like we're rooting for LeBron James to beat his son. And he brought the, he convinced the Looney Tunes to help him out. Now, if the Looney Tunes lose, they'll be deleted. So LeBron James is potentially also killing the Looney Tunes and the Looney Tunes aren't allowed to be Looney, which is like all they bring to the table. They just have to be good at. He's just like, hey, cartoon bunny, I need you to like set a pick and fucking roll to the basket. And it's like, dude, what what do you want? This is what's up, doc? This is crazy. Oh, my God. And the game makes no sense, Kevin. The game doesn't make any sense. The score in the first Space Jam was 78 to 77. This game is a thousand points at halftime. This is crazy. (laughs) There's style points. There's actually a line in there where they're like, well, the tunes are one style score away from winning the game. It's like, what? Just like dribble cool or something. Like what? It's it's so dumb. There's no and somehow the, all the all the style stuff and his kid like flying through the air and dunking just makes LeBron hitting an alley oop look so lame by comparison. They've surrounded yeah. him by like 
superstar aliens who aren't playing basketball. They're like turning into water or freezing time and doing all this super cool stuff. And then we're supposed to get excited when LeBron James like shoots a J like who cares? It's so weird, dude. It's established too in the end that Don Cheadle's character can change the rules and freeze the game and make the score whatever he wants it to be. So the score doesn't matter anyway. It takes away its own stakes. It's, it's, it's so tough. And then he and then the, the heart of the story is him like allowing his son to not play basketball. Like uh, it made me uh, feel bad for every teammate LeBron James has ever had where LeBron's like, listen, on between these stripes, we we work. And it's like Mario Chalmers is like on the heat. Like, come on, man. I'm just trying. I'm trying my best. I'm just, he's mm. just like, <laughs> I'll never be you, LeBron. Just let me be me. And he just had to like learn that other people are human and not gods and kings like him. It's so you got some beefs. I feel like I've only been saying beef so far. <laughs> I got um, I got a couple beefs to toss in there. Yeah, go for it. The I mean, the we haven't even touched on the IP shit. That's most of what people are talking about, about this movie. It's hard not to. It's insane. The extent to which this movie is also Warner Brothers doing victory laps over all the IP they own and trying to connect Mm it. It's all these people trying to do an interconnected universe like Marvel did over the course of 10 years in one movie and just show off everything that they own without any of the understanding of the fact that what people were connecting with isn't the existence of the IP. It was the story being told that the IP happened to be connected to. Just absolutely insane how much this movie is a capitalist wet dream. I fucking hate it. It's nuts. The entire idea of having all of the people from the different Warner Brothers franchises around the basketball court watching That idea isn't inherently bad, but the way that it's handled speaks directly to the way that they're handling the IP in general, which is that they got a bunch of people that look like they dress up as those characters from movies in Times Square or on Hollywood Boulevard and just surrounded them and paid those extras, hopefully more than a $20 Olive Garden gift card to clap and cheer as hard as they fucking could. For probably like an eight hour day of filming. It was distracting how crazy bonkers they were acting on the sidelines of this basketball game. Your eye is just watching someone that's a really bad facsimile of the Danny DeVito penguin. Just dabbing <laughs> because of how stoked he is about the outcome of this game. That was so confusing to me because I'm looking in the crowd and it's like the clown from it. But it's not. But it's. It's a it's high level cosplay. That's what it was. I mean, the costume, some of the it's costumes looked great level cosplay. I thought the it costume like looked legit, but it doesn't look legit enough that it's him. I'm like doing double takes like, oh, there's a bunch of pirates here. Is that Pirates of the Caribbean? This, but it's not Jack Sparrow. So like, why do I care? We're seeing like Catwoman, but like this isn't this isn't like Batman Forever Catwoman. This is just some random person in that costume. So like. It's jarring. It's just, it was, you're right. It's just a reminder that we have this IP. Yeah. There's nothing compelling about it. I got another beef. Bugs Bunny in this movie says Doc so fucking much. Again, (laughs) it seems to misunderstand the properties that is playing with this, with in this movie. Bugs Bunny 
isn't Bugs Bunny because he just says Doc a lot. It's a thing that he says occasionally. This movie, when we first see Bugs Bunny, he calls LeBron James Doc like seven times in six sentences. It's over the top, dude. I feel like this was almost a thief to me was the Looney Tunes. Like if we're looking at a positive in this movie, the the mm. segment of the movie that is LeBron James is a cartoon visiting all these IP trying to get the tunes back. That was my favorite part of the movie. Like the part where the Looney Tunes are just being loony and like going off on themselves. I was like, oh, so these people have seen the first Space Jam. <laughs> oh, they have seen the Looney Tunes before. There's like moments. There's moments in this where the tunes are funny and good. But the, my biggest beef, again, is just the movie's not about the Looney Tunes. The movie is about LeBron James. The first Space Jam is about the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan happens to be there. This movie is about LeBron James and the Looney Tunes happen to be there and all this other IP happens to be there. It's yeah. fun hanging out with the Looney Tunes, but it's not about them. So we don't get to spend that much time with them. But like Lola Bunny in Wonder Woman. Sure, I'm fine with it. Daffy Duck in like the Justice League world and we get to see the Justice League Unlimited characters like line up for a second. Sure. Rick and Morty bring somebody back. Cool. Yeah, this is something, I guess. I had more fun watching the Looney Tunes be loony at the game or loony in the locker room or interacting with each other. But LeBron doesn't even know how to have fun in this movie. You know, when he's trying yeah. to hype them up and let them be themselves, it's the most awkward shit I've ever seen in my life. LeBron James pretending to have fun is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen him like dancing down the ramp at halftime. Like, Oh my God. Like I, it's a horror movie. It's straight up. <laughs> it's saw three is LeBron James walking down the ramp, looking like he's having a good time telling people to be loony. It's like, Jesus, God, have you no respect for yourself? What are you doing? Why did you think you could do this? LeBron? I will say this. LeBron James is the LeBron James of bad acting. <laughs> he's a one of one he's making steel look like an oscar nominated <laughs> oscar worthy oh performance fucking steel god it's it's just he's not having fun in this movie doesn't seem like anybody is having a good time doing this no oh certainly yeah. not the audience I, one one thief i will say <laughs> based on what you brought up was there was one of the scenes where they're picking up the Looney Tunes from the separate IP universes that really hit uh, the Mad Max scene. It was great. It was totally yes. unexpected. I didn't even know Warner Brothers owned Mad Max. Really great scene. Wiley Coyote did the, uh, the, the, the mouth, like the, the spray paint into the mouth yeah, that they've been doing. What, I forget what it's the called. Thing, not witness me, right? I don't know what the fuck oh, witness me. that part. Yes, it was something like that. I forget. What, I know, but he did. They did the Mad Max trope that I thought was he awesome. He did the silver paint thing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you got Roadrunner in there. It is perfect. That one fit so well. The Matrix the one Omer I liked Fudd a lot one. too. Elmer Fudd one in Austin Powers. Not, not my favorite. I don't like Elmer Fudd. I like Elmer Fudd doing Elmer Fudd stuff. But I don't like Elmer Fudd pretending that he's a good <laughs> hang like Elmer Fudd's only funny because he's trying to trying to shoot Bugs Bunny like that's it. There is this weird thing of like, I don't know. I thought they were doing some like Jason Kidd type thing with like Elmer Fudd, like dunking the ball, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, I don't know. Just like a little bald guy running around. I'm like, I, I don't know. Elmer Fudd. I'm not a fan of Elmer Fudd. I think that's, him and LeBron should make another movie together. That's how that's what oh I think God. of Elmer Fudd. Hey, that way you can skip it. 
What was the other one uh, you said? I said was The fun? Matrix. The Matrix one I liked a lot. Somehow Granny is the best Looney. Did you know Granny was the best Looney Tunes character? Because uh. I didn't think she was even a presence. That This is just, it goes back to what you were saying, where like it's just IP to them. I don't think they're familiar with the Looney Tunes. They know of the Looney Tunes as a concept, but the people directing this were like, oh, there's a funny, there's an old lady. That's funny. Let's have her do old lady stuff when it's like, oh, this is like the 12th string Looney Tune character, right? Like she's just mm-hmm. the person that owns Tweety and Sylvester. Like she's not a, I don't know. There's no great tunes that Granny is like crushing it. You know, people aren't buying Dude, tickets fucking, to see they, Granny. They yeet uh, Marvin the Martian out of there quick so that they can spend more time with Granny. Marvin the Martian is probably one of the top three or four Looney Tunes that people picture. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing in the, in the first one too. It felt like you got more tunes. In this movie, Bugs Bunny is like depressed and missing his family and he shows like a family photo of them. And I was looking at this photo like, that's not everybody. (laughs) Where's the rest of them? (laughs) Like, I don't know. In the first Space Jam had like that little mouse that like talked too much. They had like Pepe Le Pew. It had like all these other characters that I was like, oh, this is great. This is nostalgic. But I guess they couldn't they didn't bring those guys in. And instead, they showed us King Kong in the audience. It's it's weird. Um, it's really weird, but it wasn't about the Looney Tunes. You're right. It was about the other Warner Brothers properties. The Looney Tunes just happened to fall into that. It's a, I think it's about LeBron James and all these other properties are just like it's like LeBron James was able to get these people here. Yeah, this is just LeBron. This is an ego. This is a vanity project for LeBron. This is just I'm as good as Michael Jordan. That's what he's saying. himself. speaking of Michael Jordan. <laughs> The biggest thief in the movie for me, I think a genuinely funny moment was the Michael B. Jordan cameo. (laughs) That's great. That was legit great. Dude, my favorite part in the whole movie that I legit laughed out loud at was Daffy Duck was like the coach and he has this clipboard and right after Michael B. Jordan leaves, he crosses out something on the clipboard. It says... The, the clipboard says wrong Jordan trade Sylvester on it. That's one of the funniest things. <laughs> like, you're playing one game for your life and all the notes you have are wrong Jordan and trade Sylvester. <laughs> like are we going to trade Sylvester? To? <laughs> it's just like that's the kind of Looney Tune uh, shit that I love. It's just they're so I mean they're they're great nostalgic cartoons and you just we just didn't get that you know. Yeah. In the first one, (laughs) a scene that made me laugh so hard in the first one was like, they're showing a shot of the bench, like after the monsters have just been destroying them and everyone's like in cast and like beat up and, and, uh, whatever. There's just like a roasted chicken on the thing and they get to Tweety at the end and she's just in a full on iron lung, (laughs) like in a machine. And they have this thing like, like breathing for her. And I'm like, that shit's hilarious. Like we need more tune stuff. And, uh, we don't get it, but the tune stuff we do get, I enjoyed, but I don't know. It's not, <laughs> you're right. I don't, it seems like it's not somebody who knows the Looney Tunes. It's somebody who knows of the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And they decided to make this thing. There's a great line in there too, where like LeBron James the whole time is like, don't be loony. Don't be loony tunes. I need you to, you know, run a play. You know, pick up your man <laughs> and cover him. We're running the triangle. <laughs> Get to your guy. Make hard cuts. You know, move when you don't have the ball. <laughs> and and Bugs Bunny's like, 
they don't, we're not the fundamentals tunes. <laughs> we're loony. Like, what do you want us to focus on? Like shooting free throws and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this, it's not fun. It's not watching. It's not fun watching Bugs Bunny really try to play basketball. There's nothing fun about that. So to be fair, he didn't want the Looney Tunes. He wanted, if I'm getting the list right in order, Superman number one, then King Kong number two, then number three, Trinity from the Matrix. I thought it was the Iron Giant was in there too. Oh, but maybe Trinity from the Matrix. I'm pretty sure Trinity's number three. We saw that and we were like, what the fuck logic? What part of any of the Matrix movies? makes you think that Trinity is going to be a fucking great basketball player, specifically Trinity from the matrix. She's not even the one. No, you know, it's I look, if you're going to put Superman number one, fine. Wonder woman. Number two. Yeah. Wonder, <laughs> make one, can get wonder woman. Fly. Just crazy. I do kind of like the idea that bugs bunny is using LeBron James as an excuse to get his family back together. And there's an ulterior motive by Bugs Bunny to bring his family together. I did think that was cool. I don't think they capitalized on it anyway. I don't know what the payoff for that was. I don't know if him, there's no reveal that he's been doing that. LeBron James doesn't learn a lesson from Bugs Bunny about that. Or maybe he does. I don't know. Like at some point, LeBron James realizes he's been a dick. And I don't even remember when that was, but it was you know, way too deep into the movie for LeBron James to realize like, nobody likes me. (laughs) I'm a jerk to people. They literally, he literally was like, I'm going to be in a movie where I go to a conference room. Somebody pitches me an idea. And I say to them, that's the top five worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Like, are you kidding (laughs) me? What is this LeBron? Oh, he should quit. He should retire. Just, I don't want to see LeBron James anymore after this. this is atrocious. (laughs) <laughs> it hurts speaking of you want to wrap this up yeah dude let's wrap this shit up uh, <laughs> god man this right, movie well, I sucked got, I, I got some uh, reckless speculation yes please go ahead with the reckless speculation when it comes to Space Jam 3 which is gonna happen they gotta go bigger they gotta at least double what they did with Space Jam 2. So my <laughs> speculation for Space Jam 3 is that it's going to take 50 years in development. Space Jam 2 took 25 years. Space Jam 3, we'll see in 2071. Not one director will be fired from Space Jam 3. Two directors are going to be fired <laughs> from Space Jam 3. Ugh. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, it's probably accurate. Do, do you do you really think that there's going to be another Space Jam movie? Absolutely. I think they are going to. They have shown us that they are reckless with their properties at this point, and they are just brazenly begging for money. So I think we're going to see them exploit that as much as they possibly can. I think we're going to see there were plans at one point for a Jackie Chan spinoff called Spy Jam. Uh, there was another one that was planned at a certain point, which the name could not be funnier. Now, uh, they're working on a Jeff Gordon spinoff called race jam. Ugh. Uh, there was also terrible. one being developed, uh, for a while called skate jam with Tony Hawk. Oh, see, this is, that's the way to do this. 100%. 
And I don't, and, and they, God, this movie makes no, God, the plot makes no sense. The timing for this makes no sense. We don't meet the Looney Tunes until like half an hour into this movie. Yeah, it's half it an hour. We're while. just hanging out with LeBron James, not having fun. And you know, in the first one, we see the tunes within like 12 minutes, like 12 minutes into the movie. We're hanging out with the tunes. We've already met the bad guy. We have the premise for the thing, which is the tunes need help with this basketball game. That should be the premise for every one of these movies. The Looney mm-hmm. Tunes are in trouble. They need help. Who can help them? Insert celebrity, like yep. celebrity who just wants to have fun, hang out with the tunes, have a good time. Like they could do that with anybody. Tony Hawk would have been great. The Looney Tunes, like having a skate off, like for their park or whatever would have been awesome. And then they can make the same jokes like, OK, we're doing it again. Like what? Like, who cares? That's what people want to see. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a shit about LeBron James fake kid. I, I don't. I don't care. Like, why? Uh, why do we care? Like, why are we wasting any time on camera with this kid? Yeah. What What do we get out of that? It's not fun. It doesn't even seem like the guys that he asked to be in this movie had fun. Right. No. Like Charles Barkley had a great time in Space Jam. It looked like it, you know, and in this movie, you just have Clay Thompson is like poses for a picture and then is like water and fire for a little while. Like he doesn't there's no shot. There needs to be shots of Clay Thompson just shooting the shit with LeBron James. There's no like poker game with them. There's no yeah. like them just shooting hoops or like playing a pickup game. There's no like. I don't know. What does LeBron like to do? That's not basketball. Like LeBron's probably like the most boring person in the planet. He probably doesn't hang out with any of these guys. I'm shocked. He got these guys to be in the movie. I, I was like, where's Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade can't be in this movie. You got, I know any of the people that you actually associate with LeBron nowhere to be found. Yeah. He get, he got guys that have beaten him on other teams and Dame AD being there is the only one that makes sense. And then it's some WNBA players I've never, <laughs> never heard of. Sadly, I know I've heard of. I think it might be a conflict of fame. Like he didn't want to put anybody in this movie that could potentially upstage him or give additional fame to anyone that he viewed as a threat. It feels like. I think right. this movie, the promotion of LeBron in this movie feels like when people buy fake followers on Instagram. This is an inflation of his numbers. They spent an entire movie trying to convince everybody watching the movie of how famous and how great LeBron James is. Yeah, it comes off a little sad and desperate. Um, (laughs) As far as reckless speculation is concerned, I don't know who in the NBA could make this movie now. Maybe like whatever, eight years from now, Zion Williamson could do something like that. But we need like an American NBA player who is one of the top players in the league and you know kicks butt and just is good enough to hang out and can just like chill and have a good time yeah. you know like maybe somebody will come somebody what if come they up. got a few guys what if they brought in like three guys on the team or something like that or whatever made the dream team or it was the olympics oh God, or something. i don't yeah. know there's there's other things they could do for this you know but ugh. This was terrible. This was a terrible movie. If you're listening to this, this podcast and you haven't yet watched Space Jam 2, do yourself a favor. Watch the first movie. The first movie is so chill, so nice, so positive, so fun. It's just relaxing. It's 90 minutes. It's just a good time. It's nostalgic. You'll enjoy it. This has none of that. 
10 years from now, you won't be watching this movie with your kids. This is the worst movie we've done on this podcast. I didn't realize until we started that I've had such a negative visceral reaction to this movie. This is a piece of shit. LeBron James is a worst basketball player because of this movie. They should take his rings away. Like he is (laughs) (laughs) take away the Larry O'Brien trophy. He should be out of the league now. He should be out of the league. People should boo him every time he touches the ball. I mean, he's scum. He is scum. (laughs) He is a trash human being. He has made the world a worse place just by him being in it after making this movie. Tim, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, but I loved him on the heat. You know, thanks for those. Thanks for those rings, dude. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Always loved watching you. LeBron, you served both our teams very well. I always <laughs> love you for that. Yeah, you brought a ring to the Cavs. That's great. Kevin's a Cleveland guy. Yes, yeah, so you've you've been great. You've been great to us, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why you did this uh, movie. Oh, my God. As as teams. As people that support teams that LeBron has famously left, this movie is the worst thing he has ever done to us. <laughs> this is worse than the decision. I was devastated this when he left thing Miami. This should have people burning his jersey in the streets. <laughs> this hurts way more than him leaving Cleveland. This is just... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay, so... Guys, I guess that was Space Jam's 2. Space Jam 2, new legacy. New legacy of shit. God damn it. (laughs) Fucking trash movie. This sucks. I'm going to edit this pod down to five minutes of us just being like, this fucking sucks. Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Love you all. We'll be back with more Nerdy for 30. Next week, thank you for listening. Give us a rate and review if you can. Five stars, five stars. Thanks again for listening so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.